Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, August the 6th, one week away from some preseason football with the Bucks. Training camp has started. We'll be touching on that. Some news there from the Bucks training camp. The Rays are in full swing, of course, and we'll be talking about some college football. JimmyBSports.com gets you on the show. We'll be right back on Power 90.1. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Let's talk about the Rays for a little bit here. Uh, playing the Detroit Tigers four games this weekend. They started off Thursday with a nice 6-2 win. The bats finally woke up. Brandon Lauer had a two-run um, home run. Two other hits. Drove in three runs. And also the uh, Randy Rosarina had four hits for Tampa, which uh, actually as the first time that we won back-to-back games since the All-Star break. And we definitely need those two guys if we're going to do anything here in the second half. Uh, right now, we're 56 games up, 49 games down, hanging on to that third slot for the wild card right now. Uh, Jeffrey Springs picked up the win, allowed only two earned runs in six innings, uh, had a good game for us. So we took a 2 nothing lead, which is nice to get out on top for a change. And then we held on from there. So I think if you look at the Rays right now, we did uh, go out there and make a couple of um, acquisitions at the trade deadline. You know, it comes to a certain point where right around the All-Star break, people need to realize on the teams, uh, do we cut bait and try to just plan for next year? Or do we go ahead and uh, try to pick up what we need? And when you're dealing with someone like Stu Sternberg, you never really know what he's thinking. So um, do we go out there and, and, and get some... You know, star players. Did we get Juan Soto? No, we didn't do that. So, but we did go out there. We got some players, which I think are going to actually help this team. They seem to fit in um, very well. The one thing that the Rays do is that they're able, their front office is able to look at all the options and pick the players that um, seem to be good Rays, if that makes sense. We went out there, we picked up Christian Bethencourt on July 9th. Um, you know, we needed a catcher, obviously, with Janino out, surgery with his uh, ribs. So we did pick up Bethencourt. I think that was a good pickup. Uh, Roman Quinn was an outfielder that we picked up during the All-Star break, and we got Triple-A reliever uh, Garrett Clevenger on, on, on uh, this past Monday. So um, those guys, are they going to be 
impact players right away? No. But are they steady players the, the way that the Rays team seems to be year in and year out? I, I think they are. And, and not only those guys, but we also picked up a veteran left fielder, um, you know, a left-handed power hitter, David Peralta. So when you have him out there in the outfield now, and, you know, I'll, I'll throw one more name out there. We got Jose Siri. Uh, as a center fielder. So when you th- put Siri out there in center field, as you know, Kiermaier is out for the season with um, with the injury to this hip, hip surgery. And chances are his days of a Ray are be, be, uh, behind him. I don't think they'll be signing him again. So, you know, Siri may be the new center fielder of the future for the Rays. You have him out there in center, you're going to put Peralta in left and then, you know, go from there, platoon in right field. When you get those guys out there and you're watching the lineup, all of a sudden, Lau's bat comes alive. Uh, a Rose Arena seems to be um, maybe a little bit more uh, in tune with what's going on. He seems to be a streaky player. Uh, I, I think it's sometimes his mindset goes from trying to do too much out there um, at times rather than let the game come to him. So I think that as we gear up for the second half of the season here, it's important that our players that we have, like Lowe, like a Rosarina, um, Choi had some nice hits on Thursday night. Um, we definitely need him out there. And if we get those guys playing and then we get some help from the um, newly acquired players, I think we're going to be fine. I mean, I think we're going to be right there and I'm going to stick with my prediction that um, you're going to have probably uh, two, maybe three teams from the AL East in the in the playoff picture. You know, once everything shakes out, the Yankees are coming back to earth a little bit. Um, I don't think we're going to catch them or anyone else at that point. But I do think uh, anyone else is going to catch them either. But uh, I, I do think that the team that we have on the field right now uh, is competitive competitive with every other team that they play out there. Our bullpen throws more innings than any other team in Major League Baseball, no doubt, but we go out there and you know we have a chance to win every game. If you look at our pitching staff, then you go out there, you see McClanahan may not have had the you know, best start in his last game, but nonetheless, he went out there and uh, made some pitches when he had to. Um, you have um, um, not just McClanahan, but you have um, other pitchers out there as well, like Rasmussen, Kluber being able to go out there and, and do what they have to do. And don't forget, when they know that they can go out there and just get through five innings, maybe six, uh, and then rely on the bullpen like the Rays seem to do so often, when you go out there, it kind of takes some of the pressure um, off of the pitchers and allows them to uh, maybe have a different mindset, which seems to, to work for them at some point. No, not all the time, but um, right now, like I said, with all the injuries that we have had, we're still able to go out there. And you have Yandy Diaz you know, hitting a 283. Um, I like him at third base. Isaac Paredes out there. Um, 
Now, he has 14 home runs already, and this is his first year here with us, and, you know, he came up, and I think he's doing a great job. In some certain situations, he might be a little bit too aggressive um, up there at the plate for my liking, but nonetheless, I think he's someone that, as the season goes on, he's going to grow. I mentioned the Rosarino, 49, 50 RBIs already. Um to go with 100 hits so um, I, Franco's coming back in the next couple weeks from what I am understanding uh, you have Margot who's going to be coming back as well so you put those guys in the lineup now you're talking about a lineup where you have um Franco, you have G-Man Chor, you have Diaz, you have a Rosarina, you have Isaac Paredes, you have um, Josh Lowe, uh, or Brandon Lowe, actually. Josh Lowe got uh, DFA down to uh, Durham, which I think he needs right now. Um, and then you get Peralta, like I said, and Siri in the mix, and uh, defensively, you have Walls out there, who I think is a very good defensive shortstop, or wherever you put him. He does need need to you know get the bats going but at least now we have a lineup where you don't have you know four or five guys batting six seven eight nine under that Mendoza line of 200 which is you know pathetic to see for a major league baseball team so I really like our chances here in the second half I think that the Rays did uh, make some uh, acquisitions, the ones that we went through, and I think that it shows um, at least somewhat of a commitment to being out there and staying competitive uh, for the second half of the season. Are we going to um, make the playoffs? Uh, if I had to say right now, I would say that this team is going to only get better as the second half of the season rolls along. So uh, I would say yes. I, I would say that if I had a bet right now, I would think that this team is going to go out there and um, put up more runs, especially especially when more go. And... Um, um, Franco come back into the lineup, which from all accounts supposed to be sometime this month. Can't be soon enough for my taste, but I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. Uh, we do have an email. Chris from Ruskin saying, do you think that anyone in the American League East has a chance to catch the Yankees? Or do you think that baseball is just fast-tracking a Yankees-Dodgers World Series? Uh, that's, a, that's a good email, good question. Uh, I think that right now, uh, if you had to pick two teams to be in the World Series as we speak on August 6th, that, yeah, the, the Dodgers and the Yankees would be the two favorite teams right now. If you look at what the Padres did, um, signing Soto and Bell, I think that uh, they're out there with Tatis, and they're going to make it interesting out there. They're not going to be able to, um, well, the Dodgers aren't going to be able to run away with it. Uh, as far as the American League goes, um you can't count out Houston, obviously, and I, I like our chances to, once we get in the playoffs, anything goes. Our pitching staff at that point, we may have a solid starting rotation that we can rely on to go along with the bullpen that has carried us this way for the last several years. So, um, although you would have to say that 
uh, the Dodgers and the Yankees would be the uh, two favorite teams right now to play in the fall classic. I wouldn't rule out some of these other teams that I just mentioned, including our race. So thanks for the email. Um, again, JimmyBSports.com will allow you to um, get your email right on the show and we'll go from there. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. As you know, the Bucks started training camp last week and you know as always uh, there's some good news and some bad news let's get to some good news first Chris Godwin is back practicing with the team uh, he's for the first time since that ACL tear in week 15 of last year and I'll tell you what Chris Godwin the, the Bucks need Chris Godwin to be able to advance in the playoffs in my opinion I think he's their most well-rounded receiver and I also think that he was a uh, Brady's favorite when things were going well two years ago. Um, I think he runs the best patterns, and I think that he also has the best set of hands on that team. So uh, great news seeing Godwin. He was able to plant his foot, and as you know, with ACL tears, that's one of the things that um, the, the, the receiver has a hard time doing. Once they can start doing that, then you know that they're on the right path, and it looked as though Godwin had a great practice uh, yesterday when he was out there. So uh, as far as that goes, it's good. As you know, we picked up Julio Jones as a receiver to go along with Gage, to go along with Tyler Johnson, to go along um, with, of course, Mike Evans. One thing about Evans, I'll let you know, he also suffered a slight hamstring uh, pull yesterday at practice. He was taken off the field. Uh, that's happened quite often to Mike, so I think that he knows how to deal with it, unfortunately, uh, through experience. But I, I think that... Um, you know, all, all things, all things the same. I think that when you look at the Bucks receivers this year, they have no reason why they can't go four wide and just spread the field out, put Fournette in the backfield, let him pick his path, and uh, you know, pick up some big gains. I think, I really think that the Bucks should open it up and try to be very aggressive on the offensive side of the of the ball this year. Um, also, from all reports. Uh, at practice, the defense was really starting to come into their own. I think they had their best practice of the year, from what I'm being told yesterday. So, uh, you know, when you put those things together, I am sure that, you know, Todd Bowles will have the team ready, um, uh, whether it's his defensive specialty there or, you know, Leftwich on the offensive side. Now, um, of course, there's always something that's going on with the Bucks and um, I will say that yesterday the 
all the uh, the buzz was around Tom Brady not being at practice. Uh, as you know, on or maybe you don't know, on Wednesday he turned 45, so uh, he was off on Wednesday, and you know people just assumed it was his, his birthday, whatever. And then Thursday the team was off, and then uh, yesterday uh, everyone was expecting him to be back for the you know for the reps with the first team and. Uh, for practice in general, but uh, he he was he was off. He he didn't uh, he didn't uh, show up for practice, and the Bucks said that he was dealing with a uh, personal issue, whatever that may be. And so, of course, everyone is saying, "Oh, they have their own idea of what the personal issue was, and you know, was it something to do with the uh, ruling that came down from Miami with the tampering that he was involved with." with uh, the owner Ross there of the Dolphins two years ago that the tampering, uh, uh, I'll say this, I mean, I, I, I don't think it had anything to do with that. Um, I just hope that you know, Brady's okay, I hope his family's okay and nothing happened. I know that you know over the years his parents are up there in age, his mother has had uh, bouts with cancer I believe and I just hope that there's nothing along those lines going on I'm sure that other than that uh, he just wanted a couple of days off to take care of some uh, things that he had to take care of there you know, life happens and um, then again, when's a better time to take off than 105 degree weather in August in Tampa, so um, I'll keep you updated on what I hear as, as far as that goes. You know, the speculation that he wasn't happy with uh, the way that the Bucks are handling the center position. Uh, as you know, Ryan Jensen, who is you know, all pro center, one of, someone who's one of Brady's favorite uh, teammates went down with that knee injury a week ago and is going to be out for a significant amount of time uh, trying other people at that position before they go out to look at someone uh, to acquire them potentially. I'm hearing that Brady is uh, not happy with the way that that's going so far. Um, Vita Vea was having his way with the center. And, uh, you know, but nothing again, you're talking about Vita Vea. He's 360 pounds and he kind of has his way with every offensive um, center or lineman in the league. So if you're a center for the Bucks going against Vita Vey at practice every day. You look forward to playing a different team. I know we play the Cowboys first game of the season. I'll tell you what, whoever that center is going to be will be looking forward to playing the Cowboys or anyone different for that matter after having to go against Vita Vey every day at practice. The guy's just a beast. Like I said, 360 pounds and you just don't, you just don't move him and you just don't run on him. But of course, um, all the news is about Brady of course and and what's going on will he be at practice today or um, no what's going to happen with that going in the future so I'm sure that everything is fine but of course you have to you have to touch on it just to cover all the bases I think that one other thing about Brady and I'll just throw this out there whether it be deflate gate or whatever it might be if there is ever an issue with some type of uh, tampering in the NFL, for some reason, Brady's name always seems to be on the forefront uh, when you're talking about those kind of issues. 
um, he's someone who cannot you cannot take away his um, fame on the field, what his what he's done, his accomplishments, his stats, and everything else. But he's also someone that he has to have things his way. And, um, you know, he'll push the envelope. And, you know, that's not I, – I do want someone that's going to be in the gray areas to go out there and uh, on my team to do whatever it takes to win. I don't want you to do anything that's uh, obviously – blatantly wrong or illegal but to go out there and maybe you know take some air out of the balls like he did in the uh when he's with the patriots do something to get some type of a slight advantage now, i think that's uh, all part of the game and uh but nonetheless his name seems to surface whenever there is something going on and, and obviously you know he did retire from the bucks if you remember and it, it seems a little bit apparent to me that with the ruling that came out with the Dolphins and with the tampering there, um, you know, I think he was trying to get the, the Bucks to release him at that point, and uh, he wanted to, you know, test his, uh, take his skills to South Beach. Uh, and in my opinion, the Bucks played it perfectly and didn't give him the out, and because of that, you know, he's back here. So let's just hope that everything's okay. Next time we talk about him, he'll be out there leading the team up and down the field like he usually does. Some other NFL news, if you're following the Sean Watson saga there. Um, the judge came out with a six-game suspension for him earlier in the week after her findings on um, everything independent uh, counsel that went out there and talked to some of the victims, came back, uh, like I said, six games. The NFL had three days to file an appeal, which they did. Uh, Roger Goodell and company have been stating all along that they want a least one year suspension or an indefinite suspension lasting at least one year. So we're going to see how that plays out. Um, Goodell has the final say whether or not he appoints himself as someone to make the decision or an assistant uh, commissioner or um, gets another third party to go out there and maybe talk to a few more of these people and find out what's going on. Nonetheless, it looks as though uh, Watson won't be playing um, this season for at least the first six games. And, you know, that... That carousel just keeps on going around and around. And for the life of me, I wish they would have some type of um, finalization to everything. I know that there weren't any criminal charges that were pressed, which really is, is beyond me. And how you have 24, 25 people claiming something, but no criminal charges. And this just all gets dragged out. And we have the football season less than, um, you know, 45 days away here. So I'm hoping that all that gets figured out pretty quickly. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you want to talk about. And we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. 
and to make things even better. Call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Time for an email. We have Gabe from Seminole saying, Jimmy B, what's your take on the college football scene this year who do you like for your top four and also do you think that the nil is helping or hurting college football well that's a great email gabe um uh, two questions two-part question there as far as the teams go i'm gonna say that from what i'm hearing right now ohio state is really um one of the top offenses in the country there led by cj stroud and i think that um they're a team to be reckoned with but of course you can't say college football without saying Alabama, it seems. And I do think that Alabama is going to be the best team uh, in the country again this year. Uh, not again, but just one of the best teams in the country. I do think they uh, are going to be number one when it's all said and done. They have a linebacker, Will Anderson, who if you like watching football, he's going to be someone fun to watch, not just this year, but in the years to come. Uh, those two teams, of course, Georgia, uh, they have a lot as a defending champion. They have a lot to... Uh, uh, you got to beat the defending champion to be the defending champion to be the champion. So I think that they have some holes to patch up, but they'll be there. Utah's tough. Clemson, I think they're going to be right there when it's all said and done. Notre Dame, I have to say that uh, Freeman, Marcus Freeman, there is first year coach is going to do a good job. And then, of course, you have your Oklahoma and Michigan, probably Baylor, and then uh Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher, uh, top 10 teams there. So it's early in the year. Of course, we're going to fine-tune all those teams as the season goes on. The other part of that question, which seems to be a little bit more um, in tune with what's going on right now before the season even starts, is the NIL part of the question. And I'll tell you, it depends on who you ask whether NIL is good or not so good or helping the recruits, not helping to recruit, uh, helping teams, helping um, different schools. I think this, I, I think that the college players right now I think it's out of whack with what's going on. I see some reports of high school players never ever taking, uh, I'll stick with football here, taking a snap on the college level, uh, being offered six, seven, eight million dollars for their services, if you will, or their endorsements from uh, people that have graduated the, the school from companies that are local that want to go out there and uh, get in the fray of these players and um, you have a lot of teams that have a lot of money a lot of these schools and, and they want the income that keep on coming in the players are going to be demanding 
I think some of the uh, revenue sharing. Look at a story by Penn State with Sean Clifford, the six-year quarterback out there, which I totally disagree with, by the way. But he's out there you know, saying they're going to form a, a union, if you will, if they don't get what they're looking for as far as uh, th- enough revenue from uh, income from these schools, which I think is totally wrong. I mean, these, these are players, these are 18, 19, 20-year-old players that are student athletes. I know I've said it so many times before, and I think I'm in the minority because a, a lot of, a lot of um, people that I talk to disagree with me. They, yeah, the players should be able to get everything that they can, as much as they can, whenever they can, from all the boosters, from all the alumni, from all the local businesses, and I, I'm sorry, but I just don't I'm not going down that road. I think that they should get something. The players should be able to partake in some type of income stream during the year, uh, depending on what that team, what that sport brings into the school. Uh, if it's a D1 school versus a D2 school or uh, Division three, whatever it might be, all those things can be prorated on a, uh, a sliding scale but when you're talking some of these astronomical numbers I see the six seven eight million that's like a second or third round NFL pick these are high school players that have never played a down in, in college football in college sports and it's only going to get worse and, and here's why because it's not being scrutinized and it's not being um, what's the word I'm looking for um, the, the, the right protocols being put in place by colleges to be able to make sure and maintain the, legitis- the legitimacy of everything and put it in perspective. I do not think that these players, you're coming out of high school... It, to be used as a recruiting tool. And that's not the way it was supposed to be. You are not supposed to use the NIL or any type of inducements to be able to go out there and, and recruit players. That was what Saban and Jimbo Fisher went back and forth on several times earlier this year, if you remember. And it's not in place to be able to go out there and sit in front of a 16, 17-year-old high school student saying, yeah, they're only going to give you $4 million, but you know what? We're going to give you $6 million. What's that going to do for your family? And could you imagine the difference that's going to make? And that's not, that's not what it's set up for. And I'm totally totally against that uh, 120%. Is it going to help a team like USF maybe down here, a local team in Florida as we're fifth right now in the state of Florida, I guess, on the pecking order uh, behind Florida, Florida State, Miami, UCF? Um, Yeah, it it might. I know that there's been a collective put together in the last uh, day or so here regarding USF. So Fowler, I think it's Fowler... Have collective or something like that, which is, is going to help. It's going to help, hopefully, recruit players to the local USF team here, which I'm all for, obviously. But again, you can't have it skewed in a way where you're using it for I- inducements to come to your school and play. Uh, again, it's a college sport. These are amateur athletes. What does that do to your amateur status, by the way? What does that do to your, you, know, you want to go play the Olympics? What does that do to your amateur status for the Olympics? I don't know the answer to that. If anyone out there knows, please let me know. But I think that uh, in, in moderation, it can work as long as it's not being used as 
inducements for recruitment, which I know it is, and I know it's going to keep being that way until it's policed by the NCAA. So we'll be having this conversation many more times in the months to come. I am interested in the start of, of college football, obviously. It's always one of the f- best times of the year. You start looking forward to the rivalries and all the um, fun things that come along with the college part of it. So thank you for the email. I appreciate it. JimmyBSports.com. If you want to leave me an email, unfortunately, guys, that's all the time uh, that we have today. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. The audience is growing each and every week, to which I uh, you know, thankful for. If you want to get on the show, give me um, 877-448-7901. Sports at Power 901 is the email. We'll be hoping that the Rays are able to uh, finish off the job against Detroit this weekend. Let's hope that everything is fine with Tampa Tom and that things get back to order at one buck place. As always, stay safe. Stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. You've been in the gymnasium, and we'll talk to you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Have a great weekend.